Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Well, good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and you're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. Hey, I appreciate you coming along with me, and as we go into the book of Revelation, we start looking at the Antichrist. We are looking at what is also referred to in some translation as the beast. And when we're going to be looking at that, this is a very, very sobering part of God's judgment during the seven-year period known as the tribulation. So we're going to talk about that today. Well, I want to thank you so much for your encouragement, uh, for the opportunity to get to meet you. I have had uh, the opportunity within the past uh, calendar year, well, since the beginning of the calendar year, to be able to speak in our Heaven is Home conferences in Easton, Maryland, Atmore, Alabama, uh, over to Walhalla, South Carolina, over here nearby in Pickens, South Carolina, over to Oak Ridge, Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, and around the area in the region, I have been just getting more and more opportunities to speak. And then I'll be heading out this summer to Pennsylvania, back to Alabama, and to South Carolina, Tennessee, North Carolina right now. We're talking about going and having a time, a weekend uh, Heaven is Home conference at a retreat, a camp. And so I really thank you for that, that it means a lot. And so if your church or your camp or your group wants me to come and speak to you during the course of this summer on into the fall. I'm still filling up the calendar right now and setting things around and adjusting things so that it might help out your schedule as well. And you do know, as we've talked about this as well, there is no set fee. I don't send you a contract with a some sort of a transportation fee and then a guest speaker fee and all. We just arrange for us to be able to get together and the Lord will see fit as he has just been so, so wonderful in the ministry as I've been able to go and just uh, be able to meet so many of my good friends here that we've been able to uh, meet on the podcast or on the TikTok live videos, the YouTube live videos, and which I want to remind you now, Weekdays, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am on TikTok Live. And then YouTube, I am on at noontime Eastern Standard Time on weekdays. noon, And they're both an hour. The first half is the study at hand, and then the second half is a Q&A time so that we can all interact and learn some things. We go to the scripture. We don't get into social issues or political issues. As you know, it is the study specifically on heaven and what does the Bible say. Which takes us into our study today, as I'm uh, just talking with you about the many, many intriguing, fascinating, terrifying sometimes, and also very enriching and exciting passages. Through Revelation, we see God's judgment, but also God's glory. We see his sovereignty, and we see Jesus as more than the Savior, as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now, when we're going into Revelation 13, we see the representation of the beast coming out of the sea. This is, as we've been studying this in the context, symbolic of the Antichrist coming from among the nations to take over during this seven-year period. We see this continue down through here, 
the word for beast is also one that's synonymous through our teachings as the Antichrist. And as you remember, I told you, anti has two meanings. It can mean against, but it can also mean instead of. And I want you to remember that second definition because it plays a very, very important part of what we're going to be studying now. Now, I'm going to start with verse 3 because we've seen the introduction of this one as being supported by the dragon, which is represented of the satanic realm of Satan himself, the head of this rebellion. And then this representation is not an organization or a nation. It shows that it is a person that is in a mockery of Jesus being the flesh uh, person, the man, God-man that is presented as God in the triune God to mankind, Luke 19.10, for Jesus the Messiah, the Son of Man, came to seek and to save the lost. And we also read that in doing so, Hebrews chapter 7 tells us that he died once, and that covered the sins of mankind for those who will come to him, that sacrifice on the cross. Jesus, God in the flesh, died for our sins. And Hebrews 7 and Hebrews 10 tell us that in that one act, he made available salvation through the one act to pay for the price of sin. So whosoever will come to him, as it says in Romans 10, 13, whoever calls upon him shall be saved. And indeed, Revelation 3, 20 tells us that Jesus stands at the heart's door, the the life of every man, woman, and child, and knocks and asks to come in. Those who invite him in, then that Hebrews chapter 7, Hebrews chapter 10, that becomes effective. That dying once covers all of their sins too, following the Lord. Now, in this mockery of the triune Godhead, the mockery of Jesus, God in the flesh, is found in this one we will call the Antichrist. Now, the next part of this narrative says, and I saw one of his heads as if it had been slain fatally. Not just a flesh wound, not just a crippling injury, a fatal wound. And his fatal wound was healed. And the whole earth marveled and followed after the beast. And in review of our last podcast, this is going to be a fake assassination. This will be a mockery of Christ's death and resurrection. This will be the Antichrist, quote-unquote, death and quote-unquote, resurrection. Well, it works. And this is where we start in verse 4. And they worshiped the dragon because he gave his authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like the beast? And who is able to wage war with him? And there was given to him a mouth speaking great boasts and blasphemies. And authority to act for 42 months was given to him. Now, there's a lot in these two verses, and let's go into it right away. We're looking in chapter 13 of Revelation, and this is, the, this is the chapter that gives us the introduction of the work of one known as the Antichrist, the singular individual that is the representative of the satanic realm, that is uh, the, the, the key pawn, the key player in the earth's uh, dominance by the satanic realm as led by this one that is known as the beast or the Antichrist. Now, when we're looking at this, 
I'm going to review, there was an assassination that the resurrection happened, and somebody says, oh, you can have your 2,000-year-old Jesus of Nazareth. I'll take the 12-hour-old, or within the past two hours, or yesterday, this resurrection now. I'll take this one instead of the Jesus that you follow. Now, during this, we're seeing this was a miraculous thing that's happened, satanically inspired, a deception in which people follow, and they may have such a worship for the beast here, for this representative, this Antichrist, that they have no idea of the satanic push behind him. And we do see he is presented in the male gender, so I will use the term him, a man, okay? And in that, they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. Now, this might not be to their knowledge, but in giving obedience, the people of the earth rejecting Yahweh are unknowingly giving full credit to the beast, unknowingly, they are worshiping Satan as well. That very well could be that way. We see the deception, and we keep saying this, you know, as we see that Satan is a deceiver. He may say, look, don't worry about me. It's all about him, of course. It is about the satanic realm, obviously. And we see that no matter what comes out, it's, it's full of deception. John eight forty four, that it is said very clearly by Christ that the uh, satanic uh, realm is, uh, is one of deception, that the devil is the liar, the father of lies, John chapter 8 and verse 44, and that he also presents himself very attractively. If you look in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 and 15, Satan himself will transform himself into an angel of light. So it's no great things if his ministers, if his following angels also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. So their end will be uh, righteous in, in judgment by God. It will be a righteous judgment against them, but they will take many with them in deception because these people are saying, did you see what happened? Who is like this one? Who is like this Antichrist? Who can make, who would dare go fight against someone so powerful? When it says it here, who is like the beast? Who's able to make war with them? What they're basically saying is the amazement at what they're seeing in his power is so much, no one is dare, is going to dare try to run an election against him set up a battle against him, a physical force against him, try to undermine him in any way. It's just so intimidating here. And it says this, whenever he builds up his power, he builds up his arrogance, which takes us to the next verse, verse 5. And this one, this beast, this Antichrist, during this seven-year tribulation on earth, and thank goodness the church is not there, the Christians are in heaven, which as I see it in the context of the Bible, they are receiving their rewards. You can find that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. During the reward time for the believer, there is the judgment time against the non-believer on earth, and that's what we're talking about, the tribulation. During this time, the Antichrist builds up more and more power and, quote, 
he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue 42 months. Now, that's the three and a half years, if you put that in months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. So you have a multi-pronged attack against God by this one who is so incredibly popular here on earth that no one in the secular realm would dare question him. He's going to openly blaspheme God's name, his tabernacle, the dwelling, and those who dwell in heaven. Now, his tabernacle would be his residence, and this would be heaven. And I've told you this many times. This is the attack of the enemy to make all of our discussions that we have here and worldwide about heaven to be of no effect. You will notice in the comments section on virtually every video I make, there is somebody that will come on with no reasoning, just in mockery, just in, in, in blasphemy. And there are sometimes I've had to remove because of the language used that I would have to remove the comment because some people are so bitterly angry against God, they don't want us to talk about heaven. Well, that's one of the attacks of Satan. Did you understand that now? Not only does he go after God's name, he goes after his residence, heaven. How many people do you know, really, among Christians, know enough about heaven? Let me ask you this. If you can think about it, even right now, right now, before this time, can you walk up to any Christian you know and say, give me five specific verses about heaven? Give me five references. Could you give me book, chapter, and verse about heaven? How many people do you think would just get just five? Just five. Now, I want you to understand, in the Bible, there are 550 references to heaven. The Shamaim in the Hebrew, Oranos in the Greek, there are 550 plus references to heaven. And I want you to, to, to ask, do you know a Christian that could give you five of those verses? 54 times, if I have it right, 54 times in Revelation alone, the word heaven is used, the reference to heaven is used. Do you know of people that could give you that? Well, see, here's the reason why. Because there is an open attack by the enemy to frustrate us, to keep us from talking about that too. All right, and so he is blaspheming, and he's going to do this unhindered for 42 months. And if you play that out into years, that's three and a half years. You will see many times throughout these prophecies, three and a half years, or also referenced to times, time, and half a time, which would equal three and a half, or 1260 days, which would equal three and a half. So you'll keep seeing that. God is allowing this that will ultimately bring his glory, but he is allowing this space. Now, these ones, when it says, those who dwell in heaven, he goes after God, which we see all through the scriptures, but specifically against God, to have people question Yahweh, and then to go after him. Don't worry about the heavenlies, says the Antichrist. Think about the here and now. Forget eternity. Think about the here and now. Your best life is now, and that is what's being purported here. Then he goes after God's tabernacle, which we just said. He's, he's trying to dissuade anybody from having any interest in heaven. And that's one of the reasons for this ministry, to give us knowledge from the scripture about heaven and the wisdom to be able to share it and to grow by it. 
but also it says those who dwell in heaven. So it very well may be, according to this context, that when those are taken in the rapture, that the Antichrist would be telling people, look, it's just, it's the best thing in the world. Have you wanted the Christians to be out of your life? They're constantly trying to convict you over the things you do. We have the best world now. They're gone. Who needed them? And this is what's going on. He is speaking out and telling people, you are finally free. And the people on earth are saying, well, yeah, that's right. You know, If the Christians aren't around to try to give us some moral uh, approach, we can do anything we want. And not realizing they are going from a conviction to a corralling because the Antichrist says, I'll show you the way to live. And so that is part of this. It was granted to him, the next verse, verse 7, it was granted to him, once again, he is allowed by Yahweh to be able to have so much leeway for a certain amount of time. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given over, given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of the life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. This is reminding us over to Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. Once again reminding us, whoever's name was not written into the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. There is not going to be an eternity in heaven for those who have not called and followed Christ, had their name written in the book of life here. Now what happens here? Two, the Christians, and that's when it says the saints, that's another word for the Christians, the called ones, the ones who are following, they're overcome. Now, what he is doing is he doesn't ultimately defeat them for eternity, he takes their lives. That's what this is referring to. Because remember, everything having to do with the Antichrist, the emphasis is upon the here and now, the life on earth there. So to overcome them, would be in the here and now, we're defeating the saints, we are killing them, we're killing the Christians, and all of that. And so what's happening is, as they try to do mission work, as they try to live for the Lord, they're being martyred, they're being persecuted. Uh, the martyrdom will then show up in Revelation chapter 6 of those who come into heaven and openly tell the Lord, we have been martyred for your name. And that's what we're seeing here. Overcoming. Can't take their souls, but he can take their lives. And that's what's happening here. Now, when we see this, we see that they are suffering for the Lord, but we also know that their future home is in heaven. While on earth, all who dwell, and I'm quoting from this verse, all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life. Think about all those whose names are in the book of life will be in heaven worshiping him, meaning Yahweh, meaning the Lord. There is two types of worship going on in this universe at that time. You're either worshiping the Lord himself, God the Father, or you are worshiping the satanic through, you're worshiping Satan through the methods and the influence of the Antichrist. There's so much more to say, but I see my time is up right now. Thank you so much. This is Brad Zockel, and I am speaking to you on behalf of our ministry, 
the Zulon International Bible Institute, where our main, main goal is to fight Bible illiteracy and to create leaders that could teach others to grow. And as we follow the Great Commission, Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, that you are to go out and make disciples, not just those that would just say the name of Jesus, but actively follow and learn from him, the disciples. And that's the goal of the Zulon International Bible Institute, is to make you a leader to help bring others to come to Christ and learn of him after their salvation to be disciples of him. And would you be in prayer about the heaven tour? And you can go to our site. Right now as I speak, it's in the beta, uh, in the condition of the beta presentation right now. Uh, it's not all done, but we invite you to go over and to take a look at it and then throw in some key words to get some of the videos up on the answers to your questions about heaven. Thank you so much if you'd like to write me or if you would like to donate to our ministry. It is much needed right now. We're in a big building project to take the barn and make it into a recording studio, and we really could use your help. If you're able to donate, we are a 501c3, and you will receive a tax receipt uh, on that, and we would greatly, greatly appreciate it too. You can go to our donate page at zulon.org, that's X-U-L-O-N dot O-R-G, zulon.org, and go to the donate page. Thank you so very much. This is Brad. I really, really appreciate the time we have had together. God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N dot org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.